Bart, I want you to shake hands with... What's your name, fella? Roscoe. Roscoe here runs this mill. He's gonna show us around and let you get a first-hand look at real All-American Joes doing what they do best. Why the hell would I want to see that? You'll thank me on your wedding night. Hey, listen up. I want all of you to say hello to the Simpsons. Hello! Stand still. There's a spark in your hair. Get it, get it. <laughs> Hot stuff coming through. Ah! Dad, why did you bring me to a gay steel mill? I don't know. This is a nightmare. You're all sick. Oh, be nice. Oh, my son doesn't stand a chance. The whole world's gone gay. Oh, my God, what's happening now? We work hard. We play hard. What's up, folks? This is another edition. It's a jolly and gay edition of Hitting the High Notes Jazz Talk. It is I, I am here. You can follow me on the Twitterverse at Jazz High Notes. That's at Jazz High Notes. Um, uh, we're having a good time. Um, I'm actually a little pissed off, but we'll get to that, get that to in a minute. Because uh, speaking of pissed off, it is um, uh, Go to Distance 49, Jared Barker. Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, very, very fonts like the Hey. <laughs> Um, uh, yeah, we we got a full show. We we got all three here. Um, uh, guy was go the distance, and now we have the Dragon Squatch, uh, Mister Logan, Mister Dragon Squatch. Um, everything else you hear is bullshit. What's up, man? Would you please refer to me as the Cod Piece from here on out? The Cod Piece. All right, yeah, Cod Piece. Um, uh, Cod Piece Cox. Um, we... feels a little redundant, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> Well, guys, I, I, I um, uh, you know, we're here. We, the Jazz have just, uh, you know, finished off the Raptors. Um, they Jurassic Parked it. Um, they, they're on a two-game win streak. Championships are flowing. But I'm a little pissed off because um, uh, there is no free chicken in my life. The Jazz are huge cock, uh, cock teases, as I tweeted out yesterday. Um, or Tuesday, excuse me. Um, you know, I, I wanted some free chicken. And they, you know, if you're up by that big, Jazz... You just need to keep fouling because I need my chicken. Are they actually giving the chicken out chicken. again? Or is that, that was that a year or two ago where they weren't actually giving out chicken? It was some there was some chicken yeah, controversy. Yeah, yeah, right? you're you're right. I mean, it's it's a free item. It, uh, it, they they do say free chicken. It could be, it could not be free chicken. Who knows? Because um, uh, the controversy was there was two games in a row where the opponents missed two free throws in a row, and the second game. Because uh, I, I want to say the first game was on a Saturday, so they weren't open on a Sunday. The second game was a Monday, and um, instead of getting a free chicken sandwich that day, they gave like a free soft drink, which is like a buck, if that, you know. Well, that's some bullshit. It, it is bullshit. It was bullshit. And so, you know, I, I, I tweeted at Bowler Jack. People were like, well, you don't need it. It's not Bowler Jack's fault. It isn't his fault. You're right. But he does, he does need to know if Chick-fil-A is not honoring their – um, their uh, uh, commitments that he shouldn't be saying free chicken sandwich on, on air. Um, yeah, so much, so much, got, so much of the looped in Kevin Harlan. He would have made things right. Um, <laughs> well, what did Kevin Harlan say? I, I was at the game. So bowler, I bowler, bowler is no Kevin Harlan. Harlan would have, Harlan would have delivered the goods. Am I right, Jared? He would have made sure that the people got the chicken. He would have went to Popeyes if he had to. Yeah, like I'm. Um, uh, yeah, I, I heard the um, a comment was like um, something like, um, "Have you ever heard a crowd like cheer so loud for like chicken or something, something like that?" Yeah, and he's like, and Reggie's like, "Yeah, they get chicken." He's like, "Oh, of course." That and he's like, basically says it makes perfect sense, and 
He was like, who who would not stand and cheer for free chicken? Yeah, man, free chicken. <laughs> He's basically saying you're in the right for cheering for free chicken. He uh, has his blessing. Yeah. Kevin Harlan. He went full, yeah, he went full Harlan. That was the best part. He wasn't, he wasn't really sure what was going on. And then once he realized it was chicken, he went to full Kevin Harlan like he was a walk-off home run, right? And it was just, that's why Kevin Harlan is the best in the business. Right. We don't have that many amazing. tacos. <laughs> I always think of Will, Will Who Ferrell. Who would cheer for free chicken? <laughs> um, yeah, so I mean, but I, I guess that's my like really only complaint because the Jazz got to beat up on a, a COVID um, uh, ravished and injury ravished and mental health ravished um, uh, 76ers team. Um, yeah, that, that Sixers team just took it to the Took it to the Nuggets though tonight. So. Oh, did they? Well, you know, they, yeah. they you know. Oh yeah, blew them out. Apparently, the um, the 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 Sega Baba in the mountain region, um, uh, um, the the second part of the Sega Baba is not a is not not that hard. Apparently, the Pacers beat the Jazz on the second second half, and now the Sixers uh, again going um, uh, going to Denver. Um, so, who knows? Yeah, Denver only scored like eighty nine points. It was pretty ugly. Um. Yeah, and the Sixers' calling card um uh, for many years was defense, and obviously they're missing two of their best defenders. So, mm. yeah, I, I, I mean, weird things. It's the NBA. Weird things happen. So, um, yep. and the Jazz um uh, have righted the ship, I guess. Um, uh, with two big wins. Um, I, I guess this was a big win against the Raptors. The Raptors are an interesting team. They they have they have the dragon that they're not playing and probably holding on to the trade deadline to trade him. Uh, but let's uh, let's get into it. Let's get into let's get into some gay. Um, Rudy Gay makes his debut for the Jazz today, oh, and um, uh, yeah, like I mean, we we we've talked about Rudy Gay for you know for months now. Um, Logan, like, so we we do some pre pre podcast text to kind of get our brain juices flowing, so we we don't come off sound like idiots here. And we, you know, this was last night, and we're like, okay, you wanted to bring up Rudy Gay because you wanted to talk about where his minutes come from. Yeah, well, his it was. I mean, who who knew he was going to do it at the time? And he was he was absolutely amazing. It was like twenty points, in like eighteen minutes or something, just one shot. Seven um, of eight. Just it, it was uh, just everywhere. Yeah, yeah. and and his one shot that he missed was like in and out. And, and uh, um, uh, yeah, twenty points, eighteen minutes. Um, you know, just uh, you know, really efficient night. It really helped that bench lineup. Um, looked like George. I kind of enjoyed that he was. In the press conference after, they're asking him like uh, about his relationship with Joe Ingles or whatever, and um, they basically he's like, "I'm no slouch. I have twenty thousand career. I'm closing in on twenty thousand career points, and and uh, a lot of those are threes. So it's kind of like I, I I like that somebody on the team is going back at Joe because I'm just kind of getting sick of Joe's antics." It was it was uh, one of my favorite parts about the Rudy Gay comment was after post game they interviewed him he said he said the regular season is just practice for the postseason so that was one of my favorite my favorite coach huh. speak phrases that he used no one it was I don't I, I didn't see anyone comment on that but I heard him say it it was it was it was fantastic so I mean Rudy Gay I mean we had, again we had this conversation yesterday even before he went out there and absolutely lost his mind um, but uh, I don't even know the best place to jump into it Ed, but. I really we, we we've gone we've gone circles many times about you know where does he where does he get the minutes where do they come from? Um, I'm I'm also a believer there's going to be a lot of rest that takes place with these guys because they are an old team between Conley, um, and I, I I don't think that Rudy Gay is going to be playing every single night either. It's not as though he's super young, so I think there's opportunities to mix and match. But um, my 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 
I, I think we're we're looking in the wrong places sometimes as to where we think they're really getting it come from. I think they should come from Joe Ingles. Um, the, the the Joe Ingles piece is interesting. Yep. The, the Joe Ingles piece is interesting to me because it, it, it is it is you if you're on Twitter you see it. it it's everyone calls for his head, and there's also the the group of Joe Ingle Joe Ingles believers who say, "Wait, this happens every single year. He's going to have a nice run." And I don't doubt that Joe Ingles has got some good runs in him. I don't doubt that at all. Um, but the fact of the matter is, in the last two years, I shouldn't. I don't know. He's had more. He's had plenty of moments in the last few years to where we know he's not going to be a consistent contributor every single night. Um, is that not to say you don't use him in different capacities in different situations? Uh, no, I don't think it's someone. But I, I think we got this. I think if I, I believe if we're putting Joe Ingles ahead of Rudy Gay when Rudy Gay is fully healthy in our own mental lineups and our own, you know, eighth guy off the bench, seventh guy off the bench, whatever you call it. I think, I think, I think that's incorrect. I think that Rudy Gay becomes the number one option off the bench. Maybe JC's in kind of a different role, but I think they're right there with each other. Um, and they, we, we do kind of harp on the Quinn. Is Quinn going to change? Is Quinn going to do something different? Well, he has to, I mean, he has to, you don't, you don't bring in a guy like that and give him Eric, Eric, uh, Pascal minutes like you just don't it's just it, it, it can't be happening and uh, I just I think that it, it can be some Joe minutes or a lot of Joe's minutes if Joe's you know one of the things that it, it's kind of like the Clippers you know the Clippers had just seemed to have all these weird options that came right like they, they used Boogie Cousins for a while they used all these different players in different moments last year in the postseason I think that's I think that's more of a role we need to start looking at Joe as is more of a specialist and a spot guy and not being counted on night in and night out to be a how many minutes does Joe play night twenty minutes or so I don't know what he what he plays but um, if your if your team is fully healthy I think it's time to maybe look at something different with him that's that's my thoughts on where it was that's why I thought it'd make Jira happy because I know he's ready to to, to fly the <laughs> he loves his Joe Ingles on the slander um, so yeah just oh, yeah. Look, looking at the backups like the main backups the the, the you know six through nine I got Joe Ingles at twenty four JC at twenty two. Uh, Hassan at 16 and Rudy Gay at 18, and that sounds about right. Like I'm, uh, Eric Pascal probably was playing 12 to 14 Three. minutes um, a night before you know before Rudy Gay got back. Obviously, what was that? I'm fine with halving those Joe minutes. And then um, Rudy, so Rudy Gay probably took him. Uh, you know, we 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 had kind of guessed this, right? I mean, at least I guessed it. We talked about like, hey, whose minutes did he taken? It's like, all right, probably Pascal. That's that's probably. The correct um, uh, uh, reasoning. Um, part of it was because like Pascal has some really good moments, but he also is not a, a huge threat from three. And it looks like Rudy Gay is Rudy Gay. Um, uh, you know, he caught caught and shot today uh, uh, quite a few times, which is nice. Um, and yeah, so does, does this change? Because like, there's some. I mean, this is gonna be a whole minutes in the jazz thing talk. I mean, it all it's all gonna end up like we have a discussion about you know quality minutes. We have Trent Forrest. We have Rudy Gay. Um, yeah, the minutes coming from uh, Joe Ingles that could be it. Then, um, because like, but what's what? What do you what do you consider Joe's role in the Jazz, uh, Jared? Well, um, to preface this was sort of an aside to maybe give it some more context. Um, Joe is has got his worst average for points since his third year with the team. And that's twenty sixteen, uh, and. His field goal percentage is also the third worst of his career this year. Uh, his made threes per game, the fourth worst of his career. And he's not hunting his shot early like he did last year. Um, and so that's part of what was making him 
really dangerous and effective for this team last year. And now he looks like he's reverted to, you know, every other year Joe Ingles where he just passes up shots. And so I honestly don't know. I feel like it, it kind of depends on who Joe wants to be. Um, if he wants to be the player that we're seeing right now, then but, but what is that player? Really like, no, like what, what is that player? What is that role? What is when you think of Joe Ingles in the Jazz organization? What do you think he is supposed to bring to the lineups that he's in? Shooting to space the floor. Just just straight up shooting is all 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 you think of when you think of Joe Ingles. Well, his he, he's supposed to have a little chemistry with Rudy and he and uh, pass the ball to him. And he did that a few times tonight, and it was nice. There was a nice little alley-oop to be true to um, How about you, Logan? Like, when you think of – I'm sorry, Codpiece. Um, Codpiece, when when you think of Joe Ingles, like, what kind of role do we kind of think of Joe Ingles um, uh, for the Jazz? On a fully healthy Jazz team, he should be the new backup point guard. I mean, that, and that's, and, that's kind and, of what and, he's and, done, and, right? And, 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 no, but I'm talking about that amount of minutes. Uh, you, you mentioned Rudy Gay only playing 18 minutes, but Rudy Gay was also first night back, and what we were ter- told was on a minute restriction. So I don't think the 18 minutes holds um, as as his minutes all the time because I think that there are moments where Pascal is the right matchup for people and it does the things we need him to do. So um, I, I don't think that I don't think they'll do that. I'm sure they'll continue to see Joe get lots and lots of minutes, but it wouldn't surprise me if he starts to cut into Joe's minutes. But I'm saying more as like those Trent Forrest minutes or if you have a situation where things just aren't going well. Okay, I, I, I don't know. But that, that, that's that's the way I would prefer to see him. But I don't – do I think the Jazz will do that? I, I don't think so. Yeah, we do, have sure a, we, do, we do have a Trent Forrest talk coming up. And I mean, that's the thing is that we have three separate discussions about minutes about different players and different roles. And it's all – and it all kind of connects in a way, so maybe maybe it'll work out, maybe it won't. I don't know. We'll see. Because we we I think we have a Trent Forrest talk, but it's actually not Trent Forrest versus Joe Ingles or anything. It's it's, it's actually kind of weird. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I would I would take some I would take some Ingles minutes away for for the other guys. That's that's I, I, what, I I, that's, that. what like, I would, that's what that's what I would do. I don't I don't know what they will do it. But at the same time, I also there's got to be something else in the works, right? Like you just that's the part I can't get around. I know that we we want to have Quinn prove it to us. And the regular season is an opportunity because there is so many injuries or nights off that they can kind of mix, mismatch it. But you're hoping that when you get to the postseason, you're overall healthy or in the big games. What do you do? And they've got to have some sort of plan because you just don't you don't bring a guy in like that to have him essentially be the next George Niang, right? Like there's there's a bigger vision there for him than than that. So we we'll have to love to see something. I don't know what it and is. That, and that's kind of the thing that Rudy Gay's in right now because you know like those are. Basically, you know, he he's he is playing the George Yang rotation. I, I want to say, um, and uh, I mean, because like the the thing is that I don't know if Rudy Gay takes over as Joe Ingles, like doing the the playmaking or like I don't know if playmaking is the right word because um, what Joey does as a backup point guard, I guess playmaker is probably the right word there because like that's not JC either. Like we kind of saw that before Rudy Gay. Like you know, maybe that's why JC's been kind of up and down is that he's had such a huge um, a burden on himself um, in that second unit, you know, when they don't have, you know, a lot of other scorers out there. Um, and that's yeah, what JC's kind of struggling with. Yeah, and people can key in on him. Yeah. Yeah, and so JC's, you know, that could be part of his struggle. I mean, JC was not amazing tonight, but he also, I also don't think he was awful. And, and it wasn't bad. It was more of an average game, right. which was good to see. And, like, yeah, we haven't seen those average games. We just saw we saw highs and lows. Yeah, and, um, exactly. Um, yeah, so and hopefully um, Rudy Gay and uh, Clarkson in that role together, that will you know obviously help. And maybe you just need Joe Ingles in there too to like kind of 
you know, be the playmaker when they need to go half court or something. Um, another like guy that we were going to talk about minutes because we were going to bring up something that you know th- this is if you've never listened to this podcast before, we just love to talk about our frustrations with them um, even when the Jazz are winning. Um, the the trap horse minutes. Um, this is a, a guy that came up and you know a lot, a lot of people were talking about this. Um, Jared, this was kind of one of you know <laughs> I asked like, hey, what do you guys want to talk about? And you kind of both gave me things that you guys were peeved about. This is like, you know, pop therapy for us every week. And um, uh, Trent Forrest is someone that um, uh, peeved you off um, uh, in the 76ers game. I don't know if um, uh, you had that same feeling tonight in the Raptors game, but during the 76ers game, um, uh, you know, those were some minutes that kind of bugged you. Well, I mean, I don't understand why he's getting minutes over, in a blow, especially in a blowout situation over uh, Jared Butler because, like, I mean, we heard a lot of talk this year about how Jared Butler could see time and blah, blah, blah. And I don't understand who are you developing Trent Forrest for? Like, what are you developing him for? Like, what's his future role with this team that you're expecting him to fill is what I I keep asking myself. Like, when you invested in Jared Butler and you're hyping him up, talking him up, like, I yeah, I don't understand it. Um, The word invested, I I, I am – for me, I think Umbridge was like the investment. Like, well, they they use a second round pick on him. I don't know. I I count that as the same as yeah. Undrafted. But they, according to them, they would have used the first round pick on them if they. But they but they also didn't. Picked. They I mean they could say a lot of things, but they didn't. So I was like, yeah, well, they use a the second round pick on. Yeah, him. Yeah, but so. I mean, it's definitely fair to say that they everyone is built a hype train around Jared Butler. And they haven't slowed mm-hmm. him down. So, and that's the, I yeah. guess that's what I would wonder too. Is what is Trent? I mean, what is Trent Forrest ever going to be, or what is? It, I mean, I think he's probably pretty close to his ceiling now which is a borderline nba player um i guess i it kind of goes i guess for me and i don't mean to hijack your question but what is you know what what is better for him though like we talked we kind of touched on this before is it better for butler mm-hmm. to be getting consistent minutes with the stars or to be getting like seven sporadic minutes with the big guys i don't know that's the part i don't have the answer to i'm not sure yes and and this is going to go into another you know, it might just leave, but it won't get there yet. Um, yeah, because we, we did talk about that, right? Like, um, we talked about young guys, you know, inconsistent playing time. Is that is that helpful or not? Um, and, or or is playing against G League stars helpful or not? We, you know, I, I honestly don't know. It's, it's just this is a question for us to answer. Um, and um, I think... Well, I, I mean, for 30 for the stars last night, so... Yeah. They, they looked pretty, pretty dang good in those highlights. Yeah, I mean, he hit the game winner, so... Um, but again, I mean, uh, this comes down to like, is, cause I, I think we said, oh, you know, we, we can, Jared Butler can push up to 10, 12 minutes and it looks like eight is about the, the magic number. And is, uh, you know, as Logan said, is four minutes in the, you know, second quarter and four minutes at the end of the third quarter, beginning of the fourth quarter helpful. And we, it comes back to the jazz are a championship. You know, I, I kind of said this before, you know, when he got drafted and everything and preseason, like the jazz are not in the business right now. Um, making sure Jared Butler becomes an NBA player. I mean, that's part of their thing, but they're, they're going to try to put out um, players that them help them win as much as they can now. And I don't know if Trent Ferris because like the thing that I, I was, I'm a big believer in Jared Butler, and maybe maybe I, I miss some uh, um, uh, scouted him, but I mean everybody was talking about him, right? I mean it was it wasn't just yeah. it wasn't just Jazz Twitter. It was it was you know. The sports writers, you know, the people who study the game, people who watch a lot of games, a lot more games than I do, and uh, it was national people. Like, I mean, it started, it started getting out there, like, oh boy, Jared Butler, 
looks really good. Now, maybe it was just preseason. I don't know. But but then again, the the first two, two and a half weeks, Jared Butler looked really lost out there. Came in and just didn't didn't look like he was ready. Like, he, he was getting 10 minutes a game, and all of a sudden he wasn't because he just didn't look great. Um, but I don't know. What, what do you think, Jared? Like, do you think getting six minutes a game is helpful, or do you think getting, you know, 30 minutes a game with the Stars is helpful? Hard to say, man, because, uh, I mean, he got 30 minutes with the Stars last night, but then, I mean, Trent Forrest got seven minutes tonight, and, and he got two, uh, three minutes, so. I mean, I, I mean, the three minutes is, you know, the, that was blowout time, right? That's garbage time, so, I mean, let's not even count that. Yeah. But Trump, Trump Force is consistently getting six to eight minutes a game. Um, that's something. And again, again, like you know, I, I don't want to say Quinn Snyder is is dumb. Like I think Chris, NBA minutes are valuable. I think NBA minutes are more valuable. I don't care how many there are. I mean, only, if it was six every night, and he just goes out there and because like Trump Force, like you, you you see him come in and then he like literally goes out like in two or three minutes. Um, and usually, usually you forget he was there. Yeah, like it's just like oh, all right. You know, um, and, and part of and part of the re- and and part of the reason this comes up is because like in those Trent Force minutes, I, he's out there, so there's no Mike, there's no Donovan. I mean, it might be good for Jared Butler because like he would be one of the main ball handlers in that in that situation. But um, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's hard because like, I mean, you you get you get three minutes of practicing, passing to everybody else, and standing in the corner. Or go down to the G League and you know have the offense run around you. Yeah, yeah, but maybe if you do well, you earn earn yourself like ten minutes. I don't know. No, maybe you take some more some more minutes away from Joe. Maybe whatever it takes to whatever it takes to bury Joe is what you're <laughs> exactly. So if, if, if it helps, if it helps bury Joe, we're all for it. Right. I, I I really I really this is one of the ones that I really can't get off the fence on. Like as soon as I convince myself one thing, I go the other direction mm-hmm. because. I, I do think that Jared has a, a very valid point that NBA minutes are valuable minutes, but I also wonder how, you know, is it better to get some reps down there and actually be playing consistently? It's just it's just so weird. And, and, and I guess historically I would have felt better about him being in the G League, but then, you know, because the Jazz previously had a history of really developing their young guys quite well, and then we heard that all the last two years, and now that hasn't been – that hasn't happened, so I guess I'm less confident in sending guys to the G League to develop because we really haven't seen that, right? I mean, Jared Brantley and uh, who else were the other guys? Some of them are in the Juwan Morgan. Um... Yeah, Juwan Morgan. There was there, there was a, I feel like there was a couple more. I know Oni was one of our yep, the one that everyone's in love with. But there was somebody. There was somebody else too. And uh, uh, Joel Juwan Tucker Tucker. Yeah, that's the Tucker. one. Yeah. Rajon. Right. We we we, we had the greatest. We had the greatest. We had the greatest G League team in the. In the all of the G League, and these guys were all going to save it all. Now none of them are doing anything. Yeah. So, um, um, I, with that being said, maybe I do lean my. Here, here's the scenario I like to see. I like to see Butler down there at the G League, getting some more minutes, playing a little bit more. Um, if there's some sort of injury to the main roster, Conley's out for an extended period of time, or someone else, I would prefer that they would bring Butler back up and try to get him more minutes there. And even by mid, maybe mid season, he's up on the roster playing all the time. I don't know. That's my ideal scenario. Because like, I get yeah, I, I guess the the main because like I'm a um, the reason I bring this up because I'm uh, my uh, friend on Facebook Dan Lauer. Uh, this is during the 76 game was like let Udoka in the game. You know Quinn kid, Qu- let Udoka in the game Quinn kid and he spelled Quinn with two hands. I'm like come on Dan kid can't improve if he get, doesn't play get to play. 
And this was like, I was like, Adoka is a whole different conversation, but my first thought was to Jared Butler. Yeah, Adoka sucks. Yeah, my yeah, my first um, uh, <laughs> my first reaction to it was was more Jared Butler because I was like, well, yeah, like um, we're playing Trent Fours, but again, going back to, I don't think Quinn is stupid. I think Quinn probably sees that Trent Fours. I mean, because Trent Fours is not awful, but he's also you know he he is limited, but he does do a certain a couple things that are well. Uh, and that are well enough that he can play those few minutes in those lineups. Um, and Jared Butler was not doing them well in the what, two, two and a half weeks that we saw him play and play those rotation minutes. Um, like you, and, and maybe just our expectations for Jared Butler were just super high, right? But I, I felt like he didn't even like hit a baseline. Like you're just like, oh boy, like he's out there. And you like, oh, I, I felt bad. I was like, oh boy, this is not going very well for him at all. Um, uh, Question uh, regarding the game tonight. I, I mean, just, I, I don't know how to segue this with the Jared Butler discussion. Well, yeah, it's about rookies. Um, what do you guys think about Scotty Tuhati Barnes? How did you think? About, what did you think about him tonight? He's, I wasn't able tonight, to pay as much attention as I would have liked to because I was tonight, trying to work on tonight, something. Tonight he was fine. He, I, he was playing uh, center, which was I thought was kind of weird. Or he did, at least did the jump ball, but he's he's good. The 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 Raptors got a good one, so. Um, yeah, I haven't been paying much of attention to the rest of the NBA just other than just via, you know, just like some of the national broadcasts right. on podcasts and stuff. And, no, it sounds like there was a lot of bigs that came out so far that have been phenomenal. We've never even talked about Evan Mobley, who's supposedly just – Oh, yeah, he's he's injured right now. Nature. But, yeah, um, uh, the rookies uh, that came out this year are looking pretty good. Scotty Barnes looks good, so. Yeah, well, um, I mean, all, all, all the feedback on Barnes has been pretty phenomenal. So yeah. that's – I was kind of eager to watch him too, but I just got caught up in – I mean, other things and like, didn't like, really see him. Like Gary, it, I mean, because Van, Van, yeah, Gary Trent Jr. and Van, Van yeah. Vliet just dominated so much that it was. Yeah. Hey, look at that box score. That's a funny box score to look at. It's like thirty and twenty-seven and like six, 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 four, three. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing. Yeah. There was literally two dudes, which felt a little bit all too familiar for us, yeah. right? Um. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um. I, I guess I guess I guess on the the Jared Butler thing, I, I view him like the like a like a like a young drafted quarterback like you have like some veteran there that you know is in the future and so you're like kind of trying to sit him for a couple games or quarter of the season but then you're gonna get antsy the first time things go wrong you want to see him and so i guess i'm fine with forrest keeping the seat warm for him but yeah. at some point you gotta I, you gotta you gotta release paxton paxton lynch and let him fall you know you just gotta let it happen <laughs> you gotta you just gotta, yeah, man. oh boy gotta get rid of jimmy what a, what a a trade play. um yeah because like um because uh, like everybody as soon i mean Again, there was a lot of hype, and then he kind of proved the hype a little bit, and then he just didn't show it in the NBA. It's just it's one of the things that in the NBA this is hard. Like if, if it feels like if you don't have it pretty soon or you, you don't look at it, like, it's hard to develop these guys. You don't you don't see many of them, you know, really develop in the G League. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I, I guess I guess maybe it's maybe that's because maybe I'm not where you where you're at with him because I didn't have. Like, I still have high hopes for him, but I, it sounds like you thought he was going to be like an actual legitimate star. So I'm not like um, down on him yet. So I don't not, think that like not, I mean I I, 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 I thought that he could become a star. I guess, I guess my thought from this year was like you know what maybe he could just like after seeing him in preseason like, like maybe he can just come and be like a backup NBA point guard like right away like uh, who who did I guess they Maxi Flynn like, I just, I don't know, I'm trying to think of, think of a good uh, like Tyron Maxi when um, Simmons was there you know. Like you know, he could be pretty good, you know. Come in and and, and just, but the, I think the problem is that like, in preseason and you know at, at uh, Baylor, 
he was one a, a guy that had the ball a lot, and on this Jazz team, it's you know you, you don't have the ball a lot. You you just don't dominate the ball like you, you do in college. So there's too many other guys on the court dominating the ball. Right. So you are, and then especially this Jazz team. One of one of the point. greatest reasons the Jazz I think it look a little bit clunky this season. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's it's crazy. So. Yeah, which, which also, which also, I learned on the Twitter recently in the last couple of weeks that that the the assist is an overrated stat. So every time I think that I I've learned something new, I find something else even more oh, the, impressive. This. I mean, I, I I didn't dig into it. I just saw quite a few people say it and agree with it, and I didn't look any further. And and perhaps there's something there that I'll be educated on at some point. But you know, I'm like, I, I just can't. I, I I'm like, I can't do this today. I can't do this today. Not to, I guess not they today. they hate John Stockton, the all-time assist leader. Well, that, that's the ironic part that pops into my mind immediately every time I see that. All right, well, I saw it, but um, it's just uh, that was oh, interesting. Dragon, Dragon Squatch is, is going to build a brand of, like, every time someone defends John Stockton, he'll just quote tweet, you know, people saying, oh, this is not that, not, not that great of a stat. No, I, anytime I see old stock, I like to shoot one of my all-time greatest photoshops of him shooting the COVID ball. And so <laughs> I, took the, I took the Stockton shot against, you know, we all know the shot, the yeah. Houston shot, and I put a COVID ball flying through the air. Some yeah. of my best work. <laughs> it, deserved, it deserved way more likes I'm, I'm than glad, some I'm of the gl- shit that gets likes. Yeah, I, I'm, yeah, I'm glad that yeah. DJM taught you how to Photoshop, so. Hey, I did that one all on my own. I've done a couple of good ones. I did a Rob Lowe one. You know, I've done a couple. <laughs> I'm, I'm figuring things out. I show them to her like a proud child, though. I'm like, here, look what I made. <laughs> Hey, I'm Mark. And this is Doug. What's up? And we're co-hosts of a weekly podcast on the Utah Jazz called Twos and Threes. It's available on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, and wherever else you get podcasts on your feed every Monday morning. Mark's my big brother, and you could say this podcast is a family affair, but really we think of the jazz and jazz nation as our family. So we'd love for you to participate with us to listen, and really, let's do this together. Go jazz. Go jazz. Be our family. Boom. So we'll finish up the the minute talk here um, uh, with Judoka because you know again Dan Lauer um, his it was his brainchild but it was just like one of the things that like number one I guess people are there are still some people out there who are asking for Askabuki minutes and I don't know where they're going to come from but um, blowout minutes do we, do we think garbage time minutes are even helpful like uh, let me see if I can find the Jazz against the Sixers against the the COVID Sixers here. And see how many minutes they played, because I mean, uh, we can we kind of had this conversation about like odometer minutes, you know, tire tread minutes to help the starters out. But do we think of uh, the minutes for these, you know, the the Udokas, the Onis, the Butlers playing in garbage time? Um, uh, um, like, do those really really matter? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, you said you said we're talking about we're talking about Doke and we're talking about co- Facebook comments. I don't think I need to say anymore. <laughs> I <need> those. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, like I'm a, like because I guess only so there's about five ish garbage time minutes, um, and, and this is the seven sister blowout, uh, and I, I get the frustration of not playing Butler, but I, again, if he's not in rotation, you know, the, the blowout started somewhere in the middle of the third quarter. So I think about when they pulled their starters was about the right time. Like maybe they could have gone a little bit earlier, but I, I don't know. This, this is one of the things like, like, like Jared, how, how big of a lead do you need to get before you feel comfortable to like pull your starters? 
with this jazz team version of this jazz team, probably twenty five. Oh. It depends on who they're playing, though. Did you, I mean, if they're playing a team, Jerry, that... Jerry, really? Did you just walk into that? Did you just I mean, say? Did you just say twenty five? I mean, what? It's the Clippers. I want a forty point lead. Man. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I'm you just said. Say, I was like, you just chose like you, you chose like the one red like that was like my troll number is twenty five. <laughs> like, is twenty five a good enough lead? Oh, but I was just gonna say the Clippers. <laughs> The Clippers are my like my one team uh, I'm afraid of. Cause well, because so that's 20, the thing. 20, 20, <laughs> Twenty-five points for everyone else in the NBA. Uh, Forty-nine points with two minutes left against Terrence. Terrence <laughs> against Terrence Ben. Like and, and then and whatever <laughs> version of team. Yeah, because on. twenty-five sounds like a lot. Twenty-five sounds like a lot. And then we we saw how quickly it went for the Jazz, and that's when they were with their starters in. So I mean, it, it is it is a a conversation of like, you know, I guess the Sixers people were like, oh. at eight or nine minutes or ten minutes or the whole fourth quarter, like they should sit everybody. Um, but, you know, it can get away from you pretty quickly. If all of a sudden like, they just hit three, four, five threes, and you're only up like 12 points, and then you try to throw your starters back in there. But, you know, if, this, if the avalanche has started, the snowball has, snowball has started, um, you know, then, then we question Quinn for like why, well, you know, should have kept them in for a couple minutes longer. But anyway, so the garbage time minutes, you know, but so you can get six minutes of garbage time again, but that's inconsistent, right? We talked about this at the beginning of the year that, you know, you're not going to get garbage time every game. You might, you know, when was the last time the Jazz had a garbage time game? I guess the Heat, but um, uh, no, no, they came back in the Heat. Uh, in the wrong way, yeah. We've had a couple. The, yeah. the, 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 when the Miami Heat. Uh, our opponent, we are kings of the fake comebacks. Right. Oh, yep. We love a good. We love yeah. a good fake comeback. Like, I think the last game the Jazz had a, uh, a, a garbage time chance with the Rockets, and that was one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, ten games ago. So probably two weeks ago, two and a half weeks ago. Um, yeah, like it, it's garbage time minutes, really, and especially when you're not running the same. I don't think you're running the same offense that you run um, in the first quarter. You're, you're running, you know, run the clock offense. So. Yeah, for guys like you. I, mean, yeah, I, I just think it all—it's all just circumstantial. I mean, there's a lot of parts. I mean, a lot of it. My initial thought is you just get your guys off the floor, floor so they don't get hurt. So I've never really—I mm-hmm. guess that—that that says all I all I all I care to think about as far as how well it develops them. I don't think it develops 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 them a whole ton because they're not—if they're playing garbage time minutes, the other team's probably playing garbage time minutes. So it's just like a yeah, a glorified G League or summer league game. Yeah. So I don't know that it matters, and it depends on who the guy is. I don't. I mean. But nice to see someone like Jared Butler get in there and play and get going a little bit, maybe get a couple shots going on the big floor that makes him feel better. Perhaps Adoka, I could care less. Oni, I could care less. <laughs> it just it depends on who the person is. We've I already, guess. We, 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 this is year three, and I think it's I think it's probably safe to jump off the um, uh, Doka big doc um, uh, uh, bandwagon because uh, yeah, let's... he's been so bad that his his, his year and a month has felt like three years. That's. That's all we oh, need that, to that, know. Yeah, oh God, is he a year a month? Yeah, he's there's... Desmond Bain category. He's 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 anytime yeah. you hear Doke, he's always be Desmond Bain yeah. to me. Yeah, that's that's rough. I'm a uh, Doke. I'm uh, you know, and, uh, I, again, you know, Dennis Lizzie shot shot for the moon and uh, he flew close too close to the sun, Icarus. Um, and uh, yeah, so Doke, um, it, a waste draft pick. It is what it is. You know that happens. I mean, it was, it was the number twenty seven pick in the NBA, and they they all can't be Rudy Gobert's. So. Um, happened a lot with Dennis Lindsay, especially towards the end. Well, I mean, if you if you hit on Rudy Gobert and, and Donovan Mitchell, how uh, how many like mulligans do you get after that, right? So, you know, 
it's it's, it's a dra- well, drafting is a is a pretty Dennis hard. Lindsay got at least one too many. Yeah, yeah. That, you that know, one it. thing. One thing as I was looking back through my notes here, uh, we were we were trying to bury. We, uh, Jared's been uh, has, he's had to shovel trying to bury Joe Ingles, and I'm like kind of halfway approaching with a lantern, like want to help, but not <laughs> sure if I want to help. I'm not ready to quite like the bury lantern. him yet. Oh. I still think he has. Well, because when you bury a body out in the middle of nowhere, oh, yeah, you I get it. It's just, on a lantern, it was but, a you, you know, it was a very good storytelling on your part. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, you guys could see me peering in the hole where yes. Jared was digging away. I'm not sure if I oh. want to like leave the lantern or hold it for him. Yeah. It's gonna be more and, helpful and if I hold it. You're not even an English just, major. Good job. <laughs> it's just really, it's just really confusing and really challenging. But the, the one part we skipped over was the fact that Don hates Joe Ingles. So, uh, yeah, that um, came out a little bit tonight. At least uh, Dan Clayton <laughs> talked about that, right? I mean, I remember watching it happen. I was like, oh, I, I mean, I'm a, I'm a little TMZ bitch who likes to stir stuff up. And I'm like, right. And then I saw Dan Clayton tweet. I'm like, oh, this has legs. This is real. Yeah. So like this, this may, this may be a thing. Um, and, I mean, I have never, I've, I've, I mean, I can't, when you work in the industry that I work in, you can't always get to watch like full games and everything. So I actually had not seen anything prior to this. Um, and so when he said, I'm like, oh, okay. So something that they, people have been watching, I'm like, okay, that's interesting. Like, Maybe, I mean, if there is, because we talk about locker room chemistry, right? And it seemed like Joe had yeah. chemistry with everybody, but I don't know, maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> the, it, oh, yeah. it was just interesting because I didn't ever really think about the Don Angle part of it all. But I do recall there was a couple. I'm not going to say they're, how do I phrase it? I don't, there are people who don't normally speak out of their asses on Twitter. Like, I don't think they have any actual credentials or inside information, but they seem to be more balanced, intelligent uh-huh. speakers. And they were they were, they were making reference to as the season ended how Joe's body language was it was interesting many times during the season stuff you wouldn't see on camera and just there was there was like a little bit of a spark lit there last year that I at the end of last season after that I had never even thought about because I was always of the same thought but first of all Joe's been good he has been good and he's but he's also a real a real great chemistry guy right so I, I found that to be surprising and then then the Dom thing came up and there was a little bit of chatter on it no one really delve too far into what they thought was or wasn't, but they, they let it breathe enough to where it made you think, yeah. what the hell's going on? Because um, I was just going to be a little smart-ass about it, but then <laughs> again, people who don't normally do the TMZ thing that we do were actually giving it a little bit of audience. Not a ton. They didn't really go down a lot, but enough to where they it made you kind of wonder what what that was all about. It was interesting. It definitely was not Darren Williams bouncing the ball off of Gordon Hayward's head. but um, <laughs> it's, it's getting close. I mean, Again, yes. like I'm a, we, we talk about the three. A lot guys. more subtlety. What was that? A lot more subtlety to this this iteration of the jazz drama. Um, yeah, I think. Yeah, so. I mean, if you guys got any, if you guys got any tea to spill, I mean, go for it. I mean, you guys know more than I do. You're better connected than I am. So, <laughs> uh, no, I, I can't I, wait for. I, I think I think your jazz Twitter circle is pretty big now. Um, uh, it's, it's way bigger than mine. So. Yeah, but we're a bunch of assholes who don't really know what's going on. We're normally like, like the other night, the other night during a jazz game, I was just we were tweeting wiener gifts the whole time, and I realized I didn't even watch the game. Like I was just like it didn't even. We were dad bought dad to like just suck me in, and we were just being horny all over the place, and like the game wasn't the game was actually pretty close at halftime, I think. And then uh, yeah, six, yeah, they kind of blew the doors off, same, off in the second half. Same thing with the tonight Raptors and Jazz. I'm a, a Raptors and Sixers. Jazz uh, third quarter um, had big third quarters to kind of like put everybody at ease. Um, we've really got to find a better we got to find a good nickname for Rudy Gay like something like just we can't the Ocho thing is no Jared no. Uh, Jared found one somebody, somebody then, Joe, saw, Jesus, Joe, uh, Joe Jesus Joe Jesus yeah. 2.0 is not good enough either like we need to be better than that mm-hmm. so R2 R2G2 I thought was pretty funny 
Um, that was, uh, let's see, at A2 Everett. It's spelled E V E R I T T. It's good. I mean, it's, 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 a, it's a fun, it's, it's a fun Battle Galactica reference, but. You know, it's it's fine, but like I mean, if you just said is that for some... both of the Rudies? Is that is R two G two? Would that be both Rudies, or were he saying that he's the second? Uh, yes, yeah, that, that, that it gets it gets a little confusing. He's the second R two G two. Yeah, something for to say Rudy get because like, um, my anchor tonight, like I, mean, I was just kind of looking at the stats, uh, kind of like go through and make our make our show go, and then when he got back, I was just like, oh boy, Rudy actually didn't miss a shot today. That's pretty cool. He goes, no, he definitely missed a shot. I guarantee you he missed a shot. I'm like, I don't know, man. Eastman just told me he's, he hasn't missed a shot. I, I didn't get to see the third, third quarter because I was walking back, yada, yada, yada. And he goes, oh, Gobert. Yeah, yeah, he, uh, he, might, he might not have missed a shot. I was like, oh, shoot, I didn't even think about that. I just said Rudy because I'm so used to saying Rudy. For yeah, it, definitely, it definitely makes tweeting tricky these days. Yeah. Um, you got you to talk about whole names now. Um, uh, that's, yeah, we got to figure. We gotta, we, we got to figure out something. There, there, there seems to be a lot of potential. Yeah. Um, All right. Well, and, I mean, yay! Yeah, yeah, the great Rudini or whatever. No, I mean that. I don't know. One of you guys, one of you guys mentioned it too. That was very Bowler Jack. But come to find out, that was already existed before Bowler Jack, which is even more weird to know. There's yeah, even more of these. Pretty- <laughs> well, and we we can we can all we can all agree that Bowler Jack has never come up with a good nickname, right? Like, is that a, something we can all? <laughs> yeah. Is there a yes. consent? Can, can someone? That's can someone please give me one good nickname he's come up with. I mean, Mountain Mike is terrible. Um, um I mean, has Mike Connolly ever been in a mountain? Like, is he? Is he? Is he? Is when you say when you when you say, Ma- when you say Mountain Mike, you're thinking of fucking Davy David Crockett, and Daniel Boone Mike, shit. Mike is probably his. Um, <laughs> sad thing is Mountain Mike is. He did give us Captain Crunch, so there's the one I got. <laughs> I really hated the Captain Crunch. Um, it was so, but, but it's so terrible that he actually took the time to give Milt Palacio a nickname. Like that's just <laughs> fantastic. Why do you think? The do fact you, that we do you think it's because all, uh, all, all these years later we know he was a freaking scammer. It's even better. Do you think? Yes, right. Do you think it's because of his name right with milk? Is that why he went Captain Crunch? I don't know. It was, it was because Mill Palacio got some of those random bits. Right, right. Like he was supposed to make a second or third dream point guard, and then, and then he hit he like he had, a couple, he had like two clutch shots, and that was it. I don't know. You're right. Maybe it's maybe because Milt sounds like milk, and yeah, I, don't know. I just like I, I remember him hitting like one or two like clutch shots, and then also that's when it came the captain of crunch. When like. when, when Bowler Jack's here for Shrek's giving, I'll ask him where they, where the origin of that was. <laughs> it's gonna be really awkward Shrek's... when Matt Harping shows up because yeah, you know, right. They got fired. This um, is the vest or something. Here's some, here's some Matt Rudy Harping, Gay trivia. Matt, Harping, Matt Harping's been in my spare bedroom since the year started. I haven't told anybody, <laughs> but he's he's back there now, clawing at the door. That's why he can't he can't even do the games in Atlanta anymore. Um, so I'm a real some Rudy Gay trivia. How um uh, how many years in the NBA do you think he's been been in? Uh, sixteen. Sixteen. J. Rod. 2006, they said that I think. J. Rod, you gotta get, you gotta guess. Wait, wait, how many? How many what? seasons have, has um, uh, uh, Rudy Gay been in the league? Uh, since he was drafted in, let's see, like oh five, oh six. That's a pretty good guess. I'm gonna go with thirteen. <laughs> good guess. Really okay. bad math. <laughs> I just told you yeah, it's 2006, no, was right? <laughs> It's actually it's seven, it's seventeen. I think this, this is his seventeenth okay. year. So um, uh, I think he's thirty-five. Yeah. He's the oldest I'm on the Jazz. To make chocolate milk. Sorry, I was not. 
That's also crazy how many teams he's been on, too. I didn't realize that. Like, when they've torn out yeah. all the teams he's been on, there was like a couple more than I'd forgotten about. Yeah, like him. But uh, he's, he's been around for a while. He's made a couple st- stops, and um, uh, yeah, so just so uh, he's doing what he's doing. I mean, we're all very excited about Rudy Gay, but let's, let us let me try to, you know, wet blanket everybody here. Like, okay, again, he's still. Wait, how many have they been on more than the the other three that I can think of, name offhand? This well, is his fifth team, I think. There's one more. It's 15? Is Toronto one Memphis, of them? Oh, okay. Memphis, Toronto, oh, San Antonio, God the Kings. Oh, I'm so God, I got myself hard. Getting oh, that oh right. I forgot. Yeah, the one I God got. damn, that was good. Okay, um, <laughs> but uh, no, I'm, I'm gonna take my win, man. Toronto is like the one that people are gonna forget about. I think Sacramento. Grew I, for, I, for, I forgot about the Kings. Oh yeah, the King, the Kings was um, uh, it was a very weird time in his life too. <laughs> well, the, the Kings. Where he got good though. He was actually pretty good for the Kings. He was good for the he was good for the Grizzlies. He's good for the fucking. Uh, he's, he's good for the fucking Jazz. <laughs> he was okay. Well, the, the the narrative that followed him out of the Grizzlies though was that like the team got better when he left. Okay, so, so he like, was good with the Grizzlies. I, <laughs> no, I feel like he got be- he got better with the Kings. Like himself, he established himself as actually a good player. I didn't. I didn't deserve that narrative because I felt like he had that narrative following him for a while. That the Grizzlies got better because he left or whatever. So you think the false narrative is why he is better with the Kings? No, I feel like that he got a chance to prove it wrong in Sacramento. So he was good in with Memphis, and he and he was a more featured guy. He was a more featured guy. Man. Okay. Um, anyway, so let's uh, wet, wet blanket this whole thing. Oh, hey, you're, about, you're about to piss all over us, so get back to what I'm doing. Rudy Gay, um, uh, you know, again, 35 years old, right? Like, obviously, uh, looked really good. Um, his conditioning, you know, he said he had to run a mile after the game today because his conditioning is not where it wants to be. Um, you know, we, we kind of joked before, like, Lord and Savior, Rudy Gay's coming in. I'm great. He had a great debut. Uh, but it's one game. And um, uh, we're, you know, he's. I don't think anybody expects him to score twenty a night, but you do expect him to be out there to stretch the floor, um, play the defense, and you know we'll see what happens with the with the Jazz team. But um, again, you know if the Jazz team hinges on you know their thirty five year old free agent signing to um, uh, you know fix everything, I think I think there are some other problems with the Jazz team um, uh, that could get yeah, exploited. I feel like we need trade, man. We need another infusion of talent. Uh, so it's always a trade. And the thing is that, like, when we're trading, you know, we're, we have to give up. Yeah, I know. You need a partner. That's the problem with trades. <laughs> no, I, the problem is, and the other problem is, like, I mean, what are we trying to, like, when you're making a trade, uh, this is how, this, is, this isn't always the way I, I have thought about trades, but, like, talking about a real NBA trade that's not, you know, NBA 2K based or, like, fancy football based is, you know, I'm giving up something. I'm giving up shooting. I'm giving up playmaking. giving up. Uh, something that somebody that has these skills, because I think I lack certain skills in this area, wherever it may be, you know, and right. you're trying to like, you know, infuse these skills in, then that's not always easy to get, and you don't always have the right trade pieces to give away, and yada yada yada. So um, the Jazz, I, I wonder if the Jazz. Well, I mean, I'm sure the Jazz do have an idea of what their weaknesses are, and I wonder if they're going because it feels like they knew what their weaknesses were last year, and their trade was to go get Matt Thomas, which I guess on one yeah, hand... But the, yeah, but we also had a, a shittier GM in charge. Wow. De- God, the Dennis Lizzie slider <laughs> is coming just quick. Like, oh, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to piss all over his grave. <laughs> no, that's really interesting. Um, 
And so I'm at the jazz. I'm just going to lean into it, man. I don't care. Whatever. And then the jazz. Um, uh, so, yeah, the jazz last year. So, I mean, then the year before that, I mean, because it was like, and when they got JC, that was, you know, trying to identify what they needed and they get, they were able to get something. So, I don't know. Oh. I have to admit, that was a good move. <laughs> Worked out pretty well. Yeah. So, um, uh, hey, it, we'll see if the jazz can do that again, right? You know, give away, you know, they are asset um, poor, but. You know, we'll we'll see what Jay Z does, and that's something. Um, if the Jazz think there's, if they if the Jazz think they have, uh, you know, some real problems, I guess what I'm a little scared about is if the Jazz don't think they have any major problems they need to fix by the time the trade deadline comes around or whatever. So, you know, uh, that can be scary. I feel like I I hope that the hubris is gone. I I have no evidence to the contrary, so. Um, all right, so uh, Logan, your time to shine. Uh, it's also actually, it's actually Marnay's time to shine. As we go to the Mar- Marnay's produce section, what's up? Oh shit! Hold on, let me get my phone. <laughs> I don't think I have a ton of shoutouts this time. Uh, we've um, been shouting out a lot, so it's, it's yeah, there was a bad. lot I had to get off my chest earlier. Um, the one I do want to say, I'll, I'll, it's uh, Bryce Sala, B R Y S A L A. 13 he said something to the effect that no one's more influential on twitter than me so of course it's not true but i'll take it hey you're pretty influential uh, like i'm uh, out of the three of us uh, you might have the most influence you've got a, got a loyal following that's all i gotta say a bunch of little freaks that's what it is um i i do want to i do want to shout out the uh the jedi and germs crew like all three of them um they're 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 uh they seem to have a little there, there's a there's a different vibe to their pods recently and uh, it sounds like we got like a revitalized Allen 2.0, which I think is his handle now these days. And uh, just it, it's been it's been funny. It's, 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 been, it's been it's been really good. I mean, obviously the rest of them, you know, it, it's always been good, but it's just I've really enjoyed uh, their podcast lately. Like it's just been it's had kind of a more fun, playful tone a few times. They made some really good points. Um, Devin made some great points about the Jazz being soft as I was listening to it today. I didn't get through all of it the other day, and I think he's right. I think the Jazz are soft. S A W F T soft. Yeah, I, I think this whole like the, they're they're fouling too much is a bunch of bullshit. Like, and everyone's belief is that you know the the, the NBA will eventually bring it back in. How, how about you just like make the players like just figure it out? Like, have you have, have you guys watched these games? I, I just maybe I'm have a different perception of what it looks like, but. I'm normally not old, get off my lawn guy, but I don't watch these games feeling like I'm seeing like just egregious things taking place. I feel like the Jazz, the Jazz talk too much, they whine too much. They've had a lot that that, that was happening. Like we talked about this last year, um, uh, them doing it. Like, yeah, like, oh, no, guys, it's a it's a recurring um, theme. Rudy, you know, yeah. Rudy going up, Rudy going up, thinking he's going to get fouled or you know whatever. So as soon as he gets a little bit of contact, he flails instead of you know trying to finish a shot. And, um, yeah. uh, and he, he's trying to, you know, trying to be, you know, smart to try to get people in foul trouble. But, um, um, you know, then he just looks like he's like just he's. And the thing is that 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 reputation falls. He's like he's in a wine. Right. Boyan, yeah. you know, everybody's like, oh, Boyan gets the worst whistle. I'm like, well, Boyan also sometimes he argues the weakest calls. Like, again, he, he goes in there expecting that he's going to get a call. And guess what, Boyan? We've seen three years of this of you not getting the call. Maybe that year that Mike was out, he got calls. But. Other than that, we haven't seen him get calls ever, and I don't think he should be expecting calls every time. Uh, Hassan, yeah, no, I know, I agree, and I think that I think that Bolan's like the greatest example. Not to say he doesn't have some missed foul calls in his direction, but it's um, fair. Right? I mean, for, first, first of all, I just don't like the officiating, complaining. Like, it just if, if that's happened, 
I can't remember who hit on it. It was one of our jazz pod co-op people. I think it was Brian Priest. Usually that's an indication that you you PT didn't say these words, but you fucked up somewhere else if you're if you're blaming the officials right away. Other than now that we're out of the Dick Pavetta era, I can probably say that. <laughs> but um I you know, I don't know, the NFL doesn't always get it right, but there was some stuff that came out with people getting pissed off about the NFL really cracking down on the taunting rules. Now, I'm not saying I agree one way or another with it, but they basically said, no, the players need to adjust. We're not going to adjust our standards. So don't adjust the standard. Like that's like, it's, it's obnoxious. It's annoying. It's, it's just very soft and it feels mentally weak to me. I don't like seeing my favorite team be like that. And here's the thing for jazz Twitter. As I scold you, like your father, um, you, you can't, you cannot be happy to see the demise of James Harden and then bitch that Donovan Mitchell isn't getting the fouls. It doesn't work both ways, guys. Like, you can't be just overjoicing and jizzing your pants on an hourly basis watching James Harden struggle and then say, well, these, these whistles just aren't good enough. They're letting too much shit go. Okay, guys. Like, do you want do you, the, the, the fact that we, that it's the same people? Um, it's the same exact people. So it just, it doesn't work that way. If it means we don't get James Harden basketball, I will take this new tough NBA. Any day of the week. It's the same people who I have no idea what it has to do with shout outs. My mom would be very disappointed because I said shit and fuck and damn and poot. It's the uh, the same people who who hated Hassan Whiteside. The biggest uh, shout out goes to Poot Lovato. I don't know if you guys are familiar with the legend of Poot Lovato, (laughs) but if you aren't, go ahead and Google Poot Lovato. Go ahead and Google Poot Lovato, and all was, I'm going to say is you're welcome. Was that DJ Honeypot yelling yeah in the background? Yeah, she taught me about Poot Lovato, oh, which isn't goodness. surprising once you yeah. discover what it is. It's very similar to my Matt Harpering situation I described earlier, so that's all um, I'm going to say. Codpiece piece here was um, uh, trying to do shout-outs, got so worked up that he put his phone down and started pacing around the living room. So. <laughs> true. Can you see me? I can see you. <laughs> yeah, we can see you pacing. <laughs> you just... I'm going to... I'm gonna punch. I'm gonna punch somebody. I know you were just like you got so worked up. Like you the last, to, when's the last time I got pissed off about Rudy Gobert? Yeah, probably. Like, like you, like like you look like you're like you were in like a lecture hall and like just trying to tell all these students, listen up right now. All right, oh. listen here, you little shitheads. Yeah, oh, you don't get to have it both ways. Oh, that's hilarious. Which yeah. is which is which is so funny because like one of my I have to always talk myself back because one of my least favorite things about Twitter is people who collect receipts because it's like <laughs> like t- Twitter is like a place where you should be free to say whatever you want because it doesn't matter i mean within within reason obviously right. but so so it's hard for me like when i see someone say something really stupid i'm like i i should i say i don't know it's different on the podcast because you can call people stupid on podcasts it's a different <laughs> set of jurisdictions so um <laughs> as soon as you said you hate people who collect receipts there's immediately a name that popped in mind and we've had them as a guest on the podcast <laughs> which one andrew <laughs> who Andrew McCullough was always quote tweeting people and being like, "Oh, he does, he, he does like the collectors. He's, I'm sure he's not listening to our podcast anymore, though." Yeah, so, <laughs> not that you that over. Um, all right, uh, is that is that your last yeah, we'll, sh- is that your last shout we'll, out? We'll there? Get him yeah, last shout out, Poot Lovato forever Poot and Lovato. always. <laughs> J Rod, I'm a. Uh, Poot Lovato and my mom. Go the distance. I'm, uh, oh, uh, for those um, uh, who were worrying about the mystery of uh, go to distance uh, last night, he or last week. He could not go the distance. He just um, uh, was. Uh, yeah, where the fuck were you? No one knew where you were at. We we're gonna send a search party out. <laughs> he was digging Joe Ingles' grave, wasn't he? Oh no my way. God, this is amazing. <laughs> He's too he far. Was actually, he was actually digging the hole. He wasn't being metaphorical. <laughs> I, I teach. I teach school, and I have to be up early. So, yep. you you guys kind of suck sometimes. So. Yeah, well, it is what it is. Okay. Uh, so you're having the kids help you build a cage, is what you're saying? They were building a cage. Uh, they're telling. 
Yes, that's good. Try, good luck trying to keep an Aussie in the cage. Um, they have like spiders and shit, man. They know they know how to get out of that. Um, actually, I did see a funny TikTok. There's some Aussie going like, "Oh yeah, you're you're scared of spiders and shit." Is that my that's my Aussie accent? But um, you guys got fucking bears. <laughs> it's like it's like we got one bear. He's he's a fucking hippie that eats some uh, uh, eucalyptus leaves. I'm like, oh, it's pretty good. Um, that 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 came up my TikTok yesterday. Um, okay, I'm uh, no, sorry, Jared. Did you have any shoutouts? Uh, I mean, I'm just gonna shout out that person that that came out with the R2G2 nickname. Oh, um, well, well, did thank it. you for that. <laughs> they were replying to Sarah Todd, so thank you, Sarah oh, Todd. Sarah Todd. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sarah. So, um, uh, I I was in the media room today, and like you know, everybody's getting up ready, get ready to go to the game. I'm like, hey, Sarah, you know, and then she turns around and she like gave me this like look, like what the hell. <laughs> And uh, it turns out she thought I had left my job or something, and I was just like, "Oh, like you, you gave me this weird." Oh, wow. Yeah, oh, wow. she's she, like, "Oh, oh I, I know." Wow. Like she had this like shocked look. She, she like basically, I was, I was like, "I was like, I was like, I didn't see that you there. Was, uh, I thought you got fired." I know. No, that's exactly <laughs> what I said. I was, I, was like, I was like, "Oh, I haven't been fired yet. You know, it, it's coming soon, <laughs> but it's not yet." And she just said she thought I had um, left the job. I'm like, "Oh, not yet. No, no, I'm uh, still here." So I just haven't done it. I haven't done it. This is my first jazz game I did all year. So. Um, yeah, so um, uh, not too bad the Jazz. I guess they're back, right? You know, you start the dynasty. They, you know, they righted the ship against teams, uh, against the 76ers and uh, juggernauts, like the 76ers and the Raptors without uh, Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons and uh, Matisse Thybulle and who else was this? Uh, Danny Green. The 76ers were, like, missing a third of the roster. Yeah, it's pretty much everybody. Yeah. Uh, so. And, well, we get, we, get the, we get the Kangs again for, like, the 17th time in 18 days. Yeah, right? the, uh, what is that, tomorrow? Or I guess Saturday. The struggling Kings. So yeah. if they're, I know the king, the king, the Kings who just lost to the, the Wolves, the other team, like two teams that have just tremendous talent, but probably have just awful front offices. I guess. I was like, I was like, you guys were like, it was like a mirror match, the Kings and the Wolves. Um, you know, teams that think. That, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's absolutely true. Teams that will end up at the the eleven, twelve spot in the West every year have a you know number eight or nine pick every year. So, who knows. Uh, yeah, the Kings. I mean, uh, the Jazz. It's in Sacramento. It's on Saturday night. I mean, here's the thing: the Jazz haven't. They didn't look great against the Kings. They end up winning the games. But Rudy revenge games. Rudy Gay. Yeah, Rudy Gay revenge game. Uh, Rudy Gay and Hassan Whiteside revenge game. I, I mean, uh, well, shit. Tonight was the Rudy Gay revenge game against the Raptors. Toronto. Oh, that's very true. Yeah, fuck yeah, wow. I knew that trivia question. All right. Well, yeah, I mean, there's going to be a lot of Rudy Gay, Rudy Gay revenge games, I think. <laughs> well, there's only five teams, right? Or four yeah, teams? Four, four different other teams. Yeah, so there we go. Boom. I mean, how, how many Hassan Whiteside revenge games are we going to get? Uh, they didn't come against the Heat. Well, he didn't get his revenge against the No, not against, revenge. not against the Heat. Twice, so. Oh, yeah. but he, he will against those shitheads of the Blazers, though. I hate the Blazers. <laughs> uh, are the Bla- can you guys can you guys tell me are the Blazers bad or not? Like, what are the, where are they on the standings? They, they are they are exactly they are exactly where you thought they were going to be. Where, where is that? The middle of the yeah. pack. No, I said I'd hope that they're out. No, you said you hope they you said you hope they'd be out, but um, uh, they're just going to be in the middle oh. pack like they always are. So okay, here's my question for you: Why is our boy Getzit, who seems like a solid dude, always talking about the Blazers? Like, why? Why is he always talking he's about from? Them? The Pacific Northwest. He's from. I don't give it. I don't give a shit. He needs to be better than that. That's not a good enough reason. <laughs> He's in Kentucky now, right? Yeah. Yep. Him, him, him. Well, you'll see him talk about Louisville and other 
other Kentucky yeah, teams he does, too. He does. So that's, love, fine. Uh, that's fine. That's fine. I think just, he, just I, if, I think if he, he walks into a if he walks into an Italian restaurant and Rick Rick Pitino's there, you just turn and walk out because you want to see what happens after that. It's just not good. <laughs> it's not good for the eyes. Uh, you know, I that's it. We'll see you guys next time. Bring on the man. Smithies, there's a rocket in my pocket. You don't have to tell me, sir. People like dogs, Mr. Burns. Nonsense. Dogs are idiots. Think about it, Smithies. If I came into your house and started sniffing at your crotch and slobbering all over your face, what would you say? If you did it, sir. What do you think, Smithies? I think women and semen don't mix. We know what you think. Smithies, take off my belt. With pleasure, sir. And if that doesn't work, six simple words. I'm not gay, but I'll learn. It's nothing like really gross or weird. It's just funny as hell, so you'll enjoy it. This is this is before she got weird. Oh, I'm giving away the secret now. I can't tell anymore. I got to go by. <laughs> <laughs>